Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Rob McGaugh feels like. Well, like year and a half plus like four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. I can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday premieres September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. (laughs) Hey, guys. Bing, Welcome. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another Doctor Who wrap-up show, Season 7, Episode 3, A Town Called Mercy. Yes. I feel like I should do that with an a- accent or something. A Town Called Mercy. That was fantastic. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you kindly. <laughs> <laughs> I would try the accent, but it's just, it would be bad. Fine. We can't We can't have two of us now, can we? No, I guess we can't. Mm-mm. Oh, see, there <laughs> we right, go. There it was, there it was. All right. Okay, so um, I'd just like to start by saying I just got a tweet from Father Wizard saying yeah. um, that we never found out if the preacher accepted Susan's life choices. Ah, that's true. And mm-hmm. I actually, I have I have in, in my notes here, I was like, I want to see a spinoff series called A Horse Named Susan. <laughs> I kind of want yeah. that, a too. A Town Called Mercy, A Horse Named Susan. <laughs> I was actually thinking that that would be a really good name for the oh, episode yeah. as well. Oh, absolutely. A Horse That Curses? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Come on. No swearing. No oh. swearing, Susan. <laughs> well, before we get into the, the episode, um, I actually did want to mention that because like, I love when he speaks other languages. Like yeah. he speaks baby. Yep. He speaks baby. He speaks horse. I um, love the, uh, yeah. He, there's a couple others, I think. But yeah, he speaks every language. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. That's like comedy gold. But all right. So let's start off with what did you think? OK, so uh, I thought this was an OK episode mm-hmm. and and. With every season of Doctor Who, you're going to have great episodes. You're going to have okay episodes. But um, I I had a lot of fun with it because it's one of those great moral dilemma episodes. And, and Doctor Who do- always does those really well. I felt like it was kind of a spiritual successor to Midnight from yes, season four yeah. of the new series. Uh, I also I, – I loved the structure of it. It was very much a, a love song from Brits to uh, to really, I think – 
Western television. Yeah. Like it was very gun smoke to it me. Totally. Very, was. very gun smoke. And then elements of high noon in there. Um, I do think that Matt Smith's performance in this episode saved a script that was not quite there. Totally agree. Because the the doctor, and we'll get into this, makes some choices that on the surface wouldn't necessarily work with him, but I bought it. Instead of being like, the doctor wouldn't do that, I was like, doctor, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Let's, yeah. let's talk about this. And he totally played the rage up, too. It was like mm-hmm. angry. I wrote down angry doctor like six oh, or yeah. seven times. Angry, like, angry doctor. It was, it was kind of awesome. And I know that, you know, um, Jex is his name, right? Yeah, Collar yeah, Jex. Collar Jex. So he said, um, he said, I see rage in you. Yes. I mean, he said a number of things, but he said, I see rage in you. And you really saw it. I mean, oh, yeah. And I think maybe by this episode, this season, we're not really asking, would the doctor do that anymore? Because no. he's been totally out of character. No. So. I think that he's, he's allowing his rage to creep through. And, and, and uh, Amy Br- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Brings us up. Uh, a lot in this episode, just sort of, and really the whole season, you know, when you're not with us, thing you change. Yeah. And I think that that loneliness, if he doesn't have someone to play off of and someone to really, uh, I don't know if this was in seasons five through seven or if it was earlier, but at one point the doctor said, you know, I need someone with me because otherwise I don't see it anymore. I don't yeah. see it through your eyes. I don't see the wonder of it anymore because I've seen it all. Yeah. And I feel like that loneliness causes those negative feelings to creep back in. And he's far more about retribution than he can ever be about being better, which yeah. is which is another point that's uh, raised in this episode that we will get to. Yes. Um, I want to I want to know, like from the top of the episode. Uh, you have you have this guy running away. You know, you have your blue reticle. It's the gunslinger. Make peace He's, with your gods. Yeah, bearing down on Collar <laughs> Moss was his name. And uh, and then he says, I'm coming for the doctor. It was a little fake out. What did you think? I, don't, I honestly, I don't think that that worked. I don't even yeah. think it was necessary at all. Yeah. I mean, I get that they did it because it, it, like we were talking about last week, they're doing these as movie posters. I yes. mean, they're it's like this. This is supposed to be a Western. Yes. So hence the Stetson. Indeed, which yes. is fantastic, by the way. Thank you. I love it. Um, but I think I think it was sort of it sort of made it look like a Western movie or a Western TV show. And, yeah. And didn't really add anything to the episode at all. No, and you know, Doctor Who loves to do these uh, the pre credits beats of like you know you set up the problem on a planet. In this case, you know, we're setting up the gunslinger as a force to be reckoned with. You know, I actually honestly because I saw that clip ahead of the episode, I thought that that was Collar Jacks. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, so is that a flash forward? And he's coming back for the Doctor because of something that happens in the episode? No, it's more of a throwaway moment. But uh, then we very very quickly get into the action yeah in this episode we don't get any kind of establishment of you know did the doctor drop them back off and then pick them back up he, they've just been with him for a while now yeah. and they're in the old west and this is just happening yeah which which is fine and which is fun um but a little a little unsettling i thought 
it was too. Um, I mean, it was great that they jumped right in with the comedy about yeah. like rocks and <laughs> they are sticks and rocks. Like, yeah. Um, and dry cleaning and keep out is oh sort my of God. a suggestion. Yeah. Like, when when uh, yeah, have any has, have people been peeking at my Christmas list? I know that's and the glee on his face. Yeah. Like, and ooh, something terrible is going to happen. Ooh, I love delightful. that. Delightful. <laughs> uh, and then the moment when he goes into the uh, into the saloon and he orders <laughs> tea. tea. <laughs> the strongest you got, leave the bag in. That was so fantastic. So funny. And then the bit with the uh, with the toothpick. Yeah. Just oh, really? Uh, uh, Matt Smith this season, I think, has been firing on all cylinders. Oh, yeah. He, he really, really gets all the levels of this character. And really, there's just so many tonal shifts. It's a very hard part to play. Yeah. And I think that he's really coming into his own as the character. And I hope that we get to see him for many more years. I think it's time, however, that we discuss our first major topic. Yes. Which is uh, the moral implications of this episode. Well, just to start out, one of the things that actually I think was well done um, is that you have characters, you've got two villains Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you've got the gunslinger and you got Jax and both of them are completely split down the middle. Like yeah. neither one of them is good or bad. Yeah. And um, murky grays. Very much. Yes. And you actually and that is a sort of a it sort of shows that the doctor's going through the same thing, because mm-hmm. as much as we love him, he does a lot of things that are troublesome. Yes. Like exterminating races. Like like extermin. And we d- we discussed this on the on the show last time. We said the doctor is responsible for two genocides. Uh, a friend of mine actually corrected me later on. He's responsible for the deaths of four species. The Daleks, which I mean, gr- fr- granted, didn't hold. Yeah. Um, the Time Lords, the Rachnos in right. uh, in the Runaway Bride. And the silence, of course, last mm-hmm. season, uh, in the in the season opener. Uh, so he's 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 done a lot of a lot of killing, and he he, he holds that in him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I do think I, I want to ask you, Jenna, if okay. you were in this situation, yeah, and and your town was besieged by an alien of unknown origin, yeah, and the only way that you could save your family, your friends, everybody, was to throw. A war criminal who, granted, saved your whole town. Yeah. Out into the cold and let him kill him. Would you be able to do it? I don't know. I don't think that I would. I don't think that I would because um, there's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I could totally do that. Yeah. But to actually kill someone yeah. really i don't i don't know if i could do it i really don't i don't, I don't either you know it, it's it's a very hard thing to do i think ultimately the reason why the doctor gets so angry and the reason why he's such is so inconsolably raging yeah at this guy is it's this one little distinction he carried out these horror horrific experiments on these people uh, to end a war, right? Which you know, w- when you're in wartime, people do terrible things and they justify it, right? But Collar Jex brought these people in, not knowing that they were going to be experimented on and turned into weapons. Right? They thought that they were receiving special training. Now, if you're in a nine-year war yeah. and your entire planet has been decimated, don't you think there would be some volunteers? Oh, don't absolutely. you think that if you said we have an idea that could potentially end this conflict. Yeah. But you may not survive. Yeah. 
I think that there would be people who would have volunteered themselves, but he didn't he didn't give anyone that chance. Yeah. He took their humanity from them. Yeah. And that is something that the doctor cannot abide. Yeah. And there's there's something I, w- I was thinking about through the episode about and like just you, you even asking me that question. Yeah. Um, and I think it. it it's that for the doctor and for, for most people it would come down to the individuals rather than the greater good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's something that we see with our troops and, you know, is it okay that this many people died to make up for something right. smaller? Um, you know, it's and it's it's something that there really is no answer to it. But no. I think with the doctor, um, it's it's about the individual. You always see the individual and not the group. Yeah, and and we would love it if people would, would tweet us, what would you do if you were in this situation? Do you think the doctor was going too far? Uh, obviously, you know, you've seen the episode. We have this we have this moment where he just, he pushes him. He pushes Collar Jex out of that jail after Collar Jex uh, uh, compared himself to the doctor. Yeah. He said, uh, uh, what was the line? Looking at you, doctor, is like looking into a mirror. Yep. And that hit home way too hard. It totally with our did. Dear doctor. Yeah, it totally did because I think um, when he's alone, you ever go through something really horrible, have a really like yes. bad breakup or whatever, and you're when you're alone, you think you stew. Yeah, you, you can't get out and of you it. Spiral. When you're with other people and mm-hmm. then you go out for a night, you're like, oh, my God, right. I'm yeah. a normal person. Right. These the things real are world. not so terrible. Yeah. No, it, it, it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders when when really it, it are, they're very simple things. However, with the doctor, they already are the weight of the world they on are. his shoulders. Many he's, worlds. He's 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 taken lives and lives have been lost at his expense yeah. because of his mistakes yeah. or because of his choices. And he has to live with that. So imagine living with that and then spiraling. Yeah. And being an ages old, uh, near immortal being with all the power of time and space at, at his disposal, how can you cope? And he copes by bringing ordinary people into his life to ground him. And it, it really, again, leads us to the concern of what will happen when he no longer has an Amy Pond to fire a gun into the air and say, bring this man back into town. This is wrong, and you know it. Yeah. In fact, I did. I don't know if you noticed, but he called her Amelia Pond he right did. at that moment. He did. Which was, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Well, he's he's not speaking to Amy, the headstrong woman. He's like he's like you're you're an innocent. There, there's you have you have all this good in you, but you don't understand. I'm yeah. trying to save. Lo- there's no time, and it it harkens back to uh, the Beast Below. Yeah. In, in the fifth season, when he's ready to kill this star whale, not even realizing that there's another way around it. And I feel like this happens a lot in their relationship where he has gotten so used to making hard choices that he he doesn't even think that there's another option. Yeah. He's had he's had so much blood on his hands that it it's hard for him to realize there's another way. Yeah, and I think that one of the things um, about, I know we talked about whether or not it was time for Amy and Rory to go, Mm -hmm. and most people feel that it is because they've become sort of um, so comfortable with the doctor that I think he does need somebody who has the same kind of wonder that Amy used to have. And though she is an amazing moral compass for him, and he obviously feels very strongly about her, which is actually one of the things I love, their their chemistry is just fantastic. It's always been great. Really, really fantastic. Even when he like kissed her on the forehead in the last mm-hmm. episode, I was like, "Oh, so sweet." But, um, but I think that you know he he needs somebody who is not a moral compass because she's seen everything and done everything and yeah. been through all these. Experiences. She's been witness to so many terrible things, right? That I, I feel like she no longer, yeah, she no longer has that wonder. 
but she also has been desensitized a bit. Yeah, exactly. She'll stop him. She'll she'll try to stop him from going over a line, but she knows that he'll do it anyway. Yeah. And that ultimately her opinion, while it matters to him, it will not factor into a decision that could save lives. Right. And I think that a new companion at this point is exactly what you need for that, because then they might be stopping them, not realizing that it isn't going to do any good or maybe won't hold back as much. There's something very interesting, I think, about uh, Matt Smith being the youngest doctor, but also, I think, playing the most world weary doctor Absolutely. we've seen and and that was definitely a, a major part of david tennant's take on the character you know there was that warmth and that wisdom to it but of course he did have that uh that anger that boiled behind it and of course we saw that in the family of blood yeah when he dealt with them but he didn't kill them right uh matt smith wears it very much on his brow Absolutely. And it, it colors every decision that he makes. And I think that honestly, it's what made his his choices in this episode not ring false to me. Right. Uh, in, in any other episode, I, I couldn't imagine myself ever being like the doctor has pulled a gun on someone and I would not think the doctor wouldn't do that. Instead, I was I was legitimately I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this, doctor? Yeah. Please stop. There, there There's got to be another way. I do think that there was there was a little uh, fudging in this in the scripting of like the the moment where uh, Collar Jacks is about to be gunned down by the gunslinger, yeah, and uh, and Isaac uh, tackles him yeah. out of the way at the last second. But it, it was just I know they were teasing it for tension, yeah. But it just that was like the one moment where it jumped off for me. I totally agree. And here's yeah. the thing: I love Ben Browder. I'm a huge, huge Farscape fan, yeah. and to see him back, oh, I love him so much. And he looked so different; he, he kind of really disappeared does. into that makeup. Oh, totally, totally. I, I I knew it beforehand, but I before I actually knew, and I saw mm. the promo, I was like, I just knew his voice. Yeah, listened to his voice for so many years. <laughs> um, I, I'm not crushing at all, seriously. Um, but but I think that moment also sort of existed to give him. Him a big dramatic out, yeah. which it didn't really didn't really work. Although his character was really interesting because yeah. having someone else have faith mm-hmm. in this guy definitely helped the doctor, and it helped the audience. I think. Yeah, I think it, it helped us because it made it it made it less clear. You know, he kept reiterating from the perspective of these townspeople, he saved all of their lives. He made their lives infinitely better. This is a difficult choice for them. Yeah, I and and. There's a theme throughout this episode, you know, about uh, scared people. You know, uh, the doctor says, scared (laughs) people, give me a Dalek any day. Yep. Yeah. Because there's nothing more dangerous than someone who is cornered. Yeah. And actually, I have to say that saying like a Dalek, Daleks are simple. Yes. Daleks live to exterminate. They live to kill. That's it. So like for for me, um, one of the lines, I can't remember exactly what it was. I wrote it down, but oh yeah, wouldn't it be so much simpler if I was one thing? Yes. That That's what he says to the doctor. Absolutely. And, it was, and it's totally true. If yeah. you were pure evil, it would be very simple. Yeah. And I think that all of the choices this season, um, I mean, it was easier last week with that yeah. guy because he was Because he was pure ass. evil. Yeah. So, and that was a very easy decision. I think that might have been sort yeah. of to show that moment up too. Mm-hmm. Well, he, yes, he, the doctor did that and it was out of character, but he still, and I watched it again. Yeah. And um, he does give him a number of chances. Oh yeah. He gives her, he gives him a number of opportunities. Walk away. Yeah. You can end this without bloodshed. Yeah. But if you continue to, to torture and if you continue to threaten the people that I care about, I will make sure that you can't again. Yeah. And, and I think with the doctor, 
he may have patience, but it will wear out. Yeah. He, he can't be perfect forever. And I think that that's, that's going back again to that moment where, where Amy says we have to be better. And the frustration yeah. oh, in fantastic. his face because he's been better for so long. And do you realize how hard it is to be better when people continue to kill and to torture and to yeah. take life from other people? And uh, how can you expect me to save these people and, and let this person live? Yeah. I, I, I can't. Yeah. It really, I mean, honestly, like you said, Matt Smith did an amazing job. Like yes. that, that moment was just like you could see that whole inner monologue happening on his face. It's very, it's tragic. It's tragic. And it, it, to me, it elevated what would have been otherwise a weaker episode. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. yeah I mean, and there were there were even things like I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know the actor's name who played Jax, but um, but he there were moments where he was like when he has that scene with Amy where mm-hmm. he's like, oh, are you a mom? And it's very yeah. sweet. And then that sort of mwahahaha yeah. thing that he does. And I, I sort of wanted him to play it a little more middle of a the little, road. A little subtler because it, when after he was found out, he started to play the subtleties far more realistically. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I think that if, if he had played it the whole way through that way, it would have been far more satisfying. Yeah. But it did give us that misdirect. Honestly, I think gave us more of an impetus as an audience to want him dead. Yeah. And then to really have to suffer through those questions with the doctor. Yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't prejudge, uh, the doctor. We prejudged Collar Jacks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there were certain things, too, about the gunslinger that yeah. were I mean, there's things that are very tragic and things that are really I mean, I the the, the moment that it really struck me was yeah. when there's an innocent and so disengaged. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, this isn't the bad guy. Yeah, no, we thought that this was just a mindless killer who was holding a town hostage. But instead, it was, you know, sort of this just high noon revenge moment of just like, I don't want to kill anyone. Yeah, I'm asking for something very reasonable. Give me this war criminal so that I may give him my justice, yeah. my planet's justice. That is all I'm asking for. You know, I, I do not want to hurt people. But if I have to, to get this done, even I don't have all the patience of the world. And that's sort of an interesting uh, play between the doctor and the gunslinger. Yeah. And even though even um, Jack says um, he's programmed not to kill innocent people unless he has to. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing, because even as this war criminal is doing all these terrible things to these unsuspecting people, unsuspecting volunteers, he's still programming. Don't kill innocents yeah. if you can avoid it. I think that he's ultimately he's ultimately not a bad person. Collar Jacks. Yeah. I think that he was again about people being cornered. The doctor is cornered in this episode. Collar Jacks was cornered in this war. We are being we are wiping each other out. Yeah, we are. Our planet will be devastated. And I see no other option now that I have this weapon to end the war and save more lives than would have died if I hadn't. Sounds like Even a little if, like Hiroshima, doesn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. And, and you know, the doctor being cornered, the people of, of mercy being cornered. I have to make this choice because to do anything else would be it might not work. And I can't let these people die. Yeah. You know, and that gambit that he pulled at the end with everyone with Collar Jex's face tattoo, the automatic targeting and the gunslinger being tricked gave Collar Jex the, the time he needed to get out of town. Um, and then, of course, Collar Jex's ultimate sacrifice, yeah. uh, ending the conflict without further bloodshed. Um, I want to talk about Collar Jex's monologue 
about uh, the souls that we must carry oh, to that's heaven. Good. Which to me is is the, yeah, that's the the literary highlight of this episode. Um, Toby Whithouse, who also wrote, uh, I believe, Amy's Choice I in the so, fifth yeah. season. Yeah, uh, a very beautiful monologue. Uh, on my planet, Doctor, we believe that uh, when we go to heaven, we must climb the mountain carrying all of the souls of those we have wronged in our lives. How many souls do you think I will carry? And, of course, the Doctor asks himself that same question. Yeah. And there, the answer is too many. Yeah. Well, Too you many. figure he's not – I mean he doesn't die. He regenerates. So this is lifetimes and lifetimes and considering his heightened life and what he does, like there, it's just such an unbelievable burden and you could really see that in yeah. Matt Smith's face. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about – I got a couple of tweets from some fans. Um, the Geek Matt uh, mentioned that uh, he's doing what he thinks is best for the greater good but he's mad because every time that he lets someone go, that he gives someone mercy, they continue. Yeah, they do not change. Yeah, they continue waging destruction, and I think that's a that's a very fair point, and it's one that he addressed explicitly in this episode, which the title makes it all the more uh, yeah. all the more delicious, if you will. Um, and uh, Ellen Hodge tweets: It's hard to make moral decisions about likable characters. That's why the Daleks and the Master are easier to hate. They're simple. Yeah, they're simple. They the Master wants to rule the universe. The Daleks want to exterminate everyone else. Uh, it's it's hard to truly 100% hate someone who is capable of good deeds. Yeah, yeah. You know, something I was just thinking about, um, the the town itself, first of all, sort of defies the genre a little bit in that almost everyone in the town is nice. Yeah. I just, uh, that just really stuck out to me. But also, they kept saying America's the, the country of second chances. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and that, you know, even with, like, our justice system, and you do give people rehabilitation sometimes yeah. or let them out and all Redemption. of these things. Redemption, exactly. And I think – I just think that was that was kind of interesting. It just sort of sort of hit me um, that, you know, not ev- everyone is gray. Nobody's yeah. black or white. And it was, it was simple last week because Solomon was – Solomon was very, very clearly evil. Yeah. Yeah. He was someone who was given a chance to redeem himself, multiple chances, and he was pushed out in airlock. But even, even then – if he knew how to stop the missiles from hitting yep. him, he yep. could have. It's true. It's not like the doctor shot him in the face. It's not like the doctor threw That'd him into space. <laughs> yeah. That okay, that would be That's a, very Battlestar Galactica. That would be a shark jumping. Yes. <laughs> um and speaking of just of other sci-fi shows, just because it was the western episode, yeah. how much do you long for the Firefly oh Doctor god. Who con- 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 crossover that we will never get? Oh my god. Well, you guys know there's a comic book um crossover with yes. Doctor Who and, and Star, Star Trek. Trek the next generation yeah. which is great so far yeah. you should pick it up if you can totally fantastic yes. but I would love to I mean what an incredible thing I was just sent um, the 10th anniversary this giant leather bound thick super thick book with all Firefly stuff and oh, so I'm, ve- I'm feeling very very nostalgic and yeah. wanting to watch the whole thing again and yeah no the majority of the, sh- of, of the episode was shot very traditionally but there were a few kind of like zoom moments like from the uh, from the gunslinger's point of view yeah. and that sort of made me yearn for those oh. by on days. Doesn't it? Oh my doesn't god. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Before we forget, I have to I have to mention um yeah. iTunes. Oh yes. Guys, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and rate us well please because we like nice ratings. Yes. And leave comments because we actually do read all of them. We read all the comments. Anyone on YouTube will attest we read them, we respond to yep. them. We love our fans. Yes, and, we love um, you. Yes, we Mwah. love you. And if if you don't rate 
I will find you. Oh, and he's yeah. wearing a Stetson. I'm wearing Stetsons a Stetson. Stetsons are cool. Stetsons are not only cool, they are also <laughs> a sign of, of gunslinging ability or, or whatever. Oh, I loved, I loved a lot of those shots. I know yeah. we're going to get to this, but where he had the Stetson over his eyes yeah. and just lifted his head. I was like, oh, oh they are cool. Stetsons mythic, are cool. Mythic. <laughs> so you know, awesome. He's, he's, he is a character of mythic godlike proportions. I love He can him. look cool. Like I, I, He could wear, look cool wearing anything. He could look cool wearing a dress. I mean, we'd laugh. But yes, then we the would. look on his face, <laughs> I think, would, would, would change our minds. Yeah. All right. There are a couple of little things I wanted to point out here. Please um, do. While we've paused. Um, so, oh, no, well, this isn't, this isn't a, a funny thing, but this is something that, um, that I think Isaac said. You're both, both good men. You just forget it sometimes as yes. he was dying. I just thought that was, that was a fantastic line. There really mm-hmm. were some good lines. Yeah. Um, toast crumbs on the console. Oh! Yep. Darn those toast crumbs. I know. I know. They mess, yeah. they mess with everything. But, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. Um, also, can we point out how much the bartender lady looks like River Song? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. She looks a lot like she looks like a cross between River Song and um, I'm blanking on her name, but the the woman in the New Earth era, yeah. uh, who was a slab of skin. Yeah, and uh, it's killing me that I can't remember. I know her name. I can't either, guys. If you remember, tweet yeah. us. Tweet at us pronto. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's really funny. Like she just and she seemed to be though she only had one line or two lines, I believe. Yeah, she seemed to be prominently featured in pretty much every crowd scene. You know, another thing that was prominently featured, and Doctor Who does this a lot, there were the blinking light bulbs Yes, were a motif throughout. And I thought that the Doctor's solution at the end would somehow going to involve this electrical system. I thought so too. But this is uh, the second episode this season where the Doctor has looked specifically at a flickering light bulb. Yeah. Or there's been a close-up of a flickering light bulb between this one and uh, an Asylum of the Daleks. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's a very, 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 very veiled uh, significant thing. You know, it certainly could be. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and watch um, episodes from seasons that have already been completed, yeah. you can definitely see little things throughout them. Right. Wouldn't surprise me. Also, you ever have those dreams where like you can't wake up and you have to like shake yourself to wake up because yes. you know you all right. For me, it's light bulbs. For some I know it's weird. What does that even mean? I have no idea. If you guys wanna um you wanna analyze me that's totally fine but i i always walk around my house in the dream and all the light bulbs are out and i keep trying to turn them on or change them and they don't work and then it turns into this like horrible horrible nightmare oh my so God. i i definitely notice the light bulbs that's interesting yeah guys if you know, have any idea what that means please let me know yeah um you can There's gotta be a website for that there i've looked but i haven't found anything about light bulbs so guys seriously let me know if you find okay. anything um i also noticed there aren't a lot of women in this town no. There's like four. Yeah, there, there, were, there were a couple. Uh, not a ton of kids either. <laughs> um, oh, that poor little girl, when she bumped those books, I I'm like, no. Oh, no, he, did, he actually did yell yeah. that when we were just yeah. screaming it. I'm like, he, he going to find you. <laughs> back up. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, my God. But she did. She When he saw her, he did back up. Yeah, of course, because he's not going to harm. Like, a, a child is a pure innocent. Yeah, and you just know. adorable. Cassandra. Thank you, the geek what? man. You're the best. Oh, Cassandra. nice. Was the name of the of the skin slab woman? Oh, that's awesome! From okay, season cool. one of the new series. Cool, yeah, I got three different treats about that. Cassandra O'Brien. 
Yeah, Cassandra O'Brien. That's awesome. There's, um, I'm just looking through my notes here to see. Oh, this is another little random thing. Yeah. But you know that trip he was going to take with, with Amy and Rory Day to see the, the, the monkeys uh, the monkeys and oh, the yeah. dogs that mm-hmm. went into space and what really happened? I kind of want to see that. Now. I really want to see that because of the well, glee yeah. in his voice when he was like, you won't believe what happened to I them. I want to know. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> they, wound, they wound up on somebody's <laughs> ship and they were about to get cooked. Right. Yeah. Or monkeys now ride horses. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Horse, no, dogs. Dogs like horses. Yeah, I, I've just messed that up completely, but but that's all right. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think there. I think that was all of them. But I just. I wanted to talk about that. We should also maybe. T- well, actually, before we do that, let's talk about Fox. Yes, please do. All right, so. We're going to talk about the new stuff coming up on Fox. Now, I know you saw the Mindy Project. I saw the Mindy Project, and I saw Ben and Kate. And what did you think? I really liked them, actually. I think that out of all the comedy pilots that are coming out for this fall, they're definitely the strongest. Nat Faxon is really funny on Ben and Kate. Uh, he's just got this, like, childlike glee to him that's just really funny. Like, he wears it well on his face. And Mindy Project is, like, kind of edgy, actually. Ooh. It's kind of... I love Mindy. Yeah. Anyway, she's, I lo- lo- she's amazing. I love her sense of humor. It's very bite. Chris Messina is hilarious on that show. I think he's going to become that show's secret weapon. And in a year where we've seen a lot of shows like um, like Girls premiere mm-hmm. and we're, we're handling, um, you know, femininity and, and, and sexuality in kind of a different, more honest way, yeah. I think. I think Mindy Project uh, appreciates that and it approaches it in a very genuine way where she kind of admits her own failings, but that she's working at it. Yeah. And I really like that because it's honest. It's honest, and you don't get tons of that on network. That's really cool. Okay, now I'm excited to watch them. Yeah. Um, so I know uh, the Fox's big premiere is Tuesday, September 28th, 25th yes. at 8 p.m. So um, we're also going to have some two new episodes of The New Girl. I love New Girl. New Girl is awesome. So two of them, guys. Mm-hmm. Kind of amazing. So we wanted to just wanted to catch you up on all of that. Um and so watch Fox on Tuesday, 8 Please p.m., do. 25th. All right. Um, we, you and I were talking beforehand um, about something we saw on. I saw it on Tumblr. I don't know where you saw it. Yeah. But um, there, if you guys haven't seen it yet, look up TARDIS Bar. Oh, yeah. I saw this on Imgur. Oh. Uh, it was so, so cool. cool. <laughs> so cool. Spacious. And he had, like, that. whoever had it had everything. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. Fully stocked bar. Oh, beautiful old scotches and, and oh, I love scotch. and gins. You know, there are lots of great... Uh, pictures of like TARDIS hacks, TARDIS rooms that people have made. Yeah. Um, I was talking about this weekend about if there was to, going to be like a Doctor Who wedding, a TARDIS chuppah for like a Jewish wedding. <laughs> oh, that's How awesome. funny would that be? And it would be bigger on the inside. Oh my God. We well, were saying so you wanted funny. to build a TARDIS room. Yeah, I would. But if I was going to build a TARDIS room, it would have to be, it would have to look like there are three exposed sides of the TARDIS outside. But. Uh, you open it and it's immediately bigger on the inside. I don't want like a box that leads into a room. As I don't you said, want, you don't want a foyer? I don't want a TARDIS foyer. I, <laughs> I want it to be an optical illusion that becomes this amazing, much bigger room that's blue, TARDIS blue on the inside. You know, a mini console that handles my home entertainment system. Oh, maybe. it plays nothing but Doctor Who. Oh, of course. It's just loaded up. And, and hidden somewhere are the lost episodes of Doctor Who. That exist hopefully mm-hmm. somewhere. They have to. They Dan- have to. 
you. Damn you, BBC. I know. It's, it's such a shame. It's so many great programs. For those of you who don't know, uh, BBC. the BBC used to tape over their old tapes. They would reuse them back in the early days, 60s, 70s, 80s. So unfortunately, there are a lot of episodes that we will unfortunately never get to see. Which makes me sad. Yeah, but there's still some with audio recordings out there. There are ways to kind of catch up on those lost bits of Doctor Who history. Um, but, you know, it's up to us modern Whovians to unearth it and really seek it out because it's a very, very rich past to totally. the show. Well, speaking of um, the lore and the, the canon of everything, yeah. um, something you found out from a Sarah Jane episode. Yes. Um, uh, a fan tweeted me a uh, an article from The Guardian in 2010 that mentioned in an episode of the Sarah Jane Adventures featuring Matt Smith – uh, called the death of the doctor. One of the kids on that show asked the doctor, um, "How many times can you regenerate?" And we were discussing this last week that there are only twelve regenerations as established in 1974. Yeah, that there can only be thirteen doctors, and then the doctor would die. He says, or there's no direct quote in the article, so I really want to double check it. And if you're out there, fans, and you, and you know this quote, or you can tell me that this is bogus, tell me. But he essentially tells him that he can regenerate as many times as he wants, uh, which is kind of great that something that so fundamentally changes the lore of the show. They didn't, you know, put it on the ma- on the mothership show yeah. and potentially have a massive outcry. They just quietly retconned that bit of information. Yep. Just quietly, I can regenerate as many times as I want. You know, yeah. I, I spent 200 years between season five and the end of season six. I probably I could have figured out a way to stop that (laughs) and the end. So deal with it. It's really interesting. In fact, we'd love comments on this because I I find it fascinating. I'm you know, I'm a comic book fan, so Mm -hmm. I'm used to everything being retconned. Yeah. So this is not like a this is not shocking to me. It's not news. No, no. No. But but it is something that um, for people, I think. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think people who are more to TV shows than things like comics find that difficult to handle. It is. It's hard. And I'm I'm not as much of a comic guy. I read some trade paperbacks and so on like that. But I'll work um, on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh honestly that's why I'm happy they didn't put it in the main show and they're gonna have to defend it they at are. some point. They're definitely gonna have to but defend it. If if it was just presented with no reason why yeah. in the main show cavalierly like that, then I would be furious. But I think that they presented it. Those who want to seek it out know about it. Yeah. And ultimately, I think that they will introduce that nugget of information in a very grounded fashion at the end of this season. Yeah. I think that if they've decided that, if if the Moffat presidency, if you will, <laughs> ha, or ministership has has decided that, we're going to get the definitive explanation this year. I hope so. I would. I would actually really, yeah. really like. And there to were know. a lot of great theories that we got from fans on the YouTube page yeah. this week, uh, mostly dealing with uh, River Song's regenerations, her putting nine regenerations into the Doctor when she gave him all of them, uh, that would bring him to a total of twenty-two. Uh, reg- oh, twenty-two that's, doctors. That's lovely years of television. Yes. Oh my God! Can you imagine twenty-two <laughs> doctors in the same room? Oh lordy. Woo! Yeah. I'd be fine with that. (laughs) Um, Oh, here's something really random that occurred to me. Um, I don't know if this is a silly thing, but... When um, when the Undertaker was handing, first of all, the use of the Undertaker, yeah. totally classic. So funny, really funny. But he handed um, the Doctor a cup of coffee. I totally thought it yes. was drugged. I, I thought did it too. was drugged, and they were going to take hit collar jacks and put him outside. And then it was just it wasn't. And but I he thought, made a face. Yeah, 
and I totally thought that I totally thought that that was dry. It was a red herring. Yeah, because I think because they gave it so much time. He considered the cup. Yeah, he, he looked sneered at the cup, at the cup a he little bit. He sniffed the cup, and then he drank the cup, and everything was fine. Yeah, like he didn't drink it until after what the Undertaker said. Yeah, yeah. He so he did look at it like there was something. Yeah, he wrong didn't with it. trust him. But then that also goes back to everyone in Mercy is nice. It's true. Everyone in Mercy has mercy. Oh, they're so sweet. They're like, welcome to our town. Because that happens in Westerns. That happens in Westerns. Oh, no, we love this new guy. It's fine what he did. No, we're we're totally love him. Well, he did save all their lives. Well, that's true. It's true. And he gave them light bulbs. I, you know? Yeah. Well, they were about to throw the doctor out at the beginning. Yeah. It's like, alien, alien doctor. Get, (laughs) Get him. Get him out. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just really that sort of that was just another little moment that yeah. worked really, really well and sort of stuck out for me. Um, yeah, I'm looking to see if there were more moments because there were certain there were certain moments. One of the things that stuck out for me mm-hmm. and we can talk about some of the production is the soundtrack. Yeah. Murray Gold did such a great job this week. He he really blended Western music tropes with the traditional score. It didn't feel out of place, but it felt very grounded in the time period. Yeah. Uh, which is always nice. He does such a great job on the score. The score from season five on has just been so phenomenal. The the, oh, yeah. the doctor's theme established in season five is like one of my favorite pieces of, of composition ever. I could get that stuck in my head for days. Oh, totally. I could listen to it forever. Um, that moment in season five, episode one, in the 11th hour, when he steps through all the <sighs> images of the past doctors. Oh, my God. Or like, and he's dressing and like all that. Superb! I love, love, love the music, the the way it was shot. Uh, they shot this episode in Spain uh, on an old spaghetti western set. Um, love that. I love that yeah. they did that. I love that they're really throwing money into this show this year. Yeah. It looked spectacular. I thought. Yeah. You know, like really the only the only visual um, the only visual thing that I felt kind of was a little lackluster was the gunslinger once he was out of the shadows and he was in the town and we saw him for extended periods of time yeah the arm felt a little wonky it did but but other than that I thought it was great the costuming was great we just got a tweet from um, I am Matt Shelton he says that it's the best thing from Murray Gold since season 5 that's uh, Matt Shelton actually um, has a really amazing podcast that I was a guest on we talked about beer and Doctor Who it's called Super Pint Brothers and you guys have to check it out I've heard of Super Pint Brothers have you well, because it's awesome. Oh, sweet. Yes. Yeah, so go watch my episode. I talk about Doctor Who. Um, and he's he's a very, very cool guy. He was part of the giant rooming group um, in uh, at Dragon Con. Oh, sweet. Yes. Yeah. Um, we just got a, t- uh, a tweet from the geek, Matt. Uh, he's saying that uh, this this uh, Sarah Jane Adventures regeneration comment was a joke. Uh, he The doctor claims that he can regenerate 507 times. Uh, however... Russell T. Davies, who wrote the episode or was uh, shepherding Sarah Jane Adventures at the time, said that this was an offhand joke, uh, a snide comment to the young boy. So the rules have not been changed. Everybody put down your torches, your pitchforks, your revolvers, (laughs) whatever you were going to do. Revolvers is a Western. Angry letters you were going to write, strongly worded (laughs) tweets you were going to send. Stop. Hold the presses. We're fine. We're all good. Yeah. We're totally good. Actually, Matt, I'm dying to know what you think of this episode, so make sure you, you send this in. Because, yeah, I, we, we had long discussions about Doctor Who yes. over large quantities of alcohol. Aha. Just Which saying. is the best way. It really is the Other best way. Other than this right here. Other than this. Or yeah, on our comment boards on our YouTube yes. page or on the iTunes Which page. you may feel free to comment on while drinking. Yes. 
I would love that. Mm -hmm. And I will comment back while drinking. As will I. Great. Yes. That's a promise. (laughs) Just specify, just put in parentheses, drunk or drinking or Mm -hmm. maybe just a DR. Yep. Well, we might think that's doctor. I don't doctor. know. Doctor. Oh, yeah. Especially no, go with drunk or drinking. drinking. Yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I think that this episode was just very, very lush, but it, it makes me more and more excited for the two episodes that we haven't seen just oh. because all of the promos for this season were footage from the first three episodes. Yeah. Um, and once we, uh, we get past our little spoiler wall, we'll discuss uh, what's mm. coming. Um, which I don't know if you have anything further to, to add about this episode. I think I think we we ripped it to pieces. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, I'm going to tell anyone now, anyone who does not want to be spoiled about the future of this series, uh, we're going to be speculating about uh, future episodes and sort of the arc of the show. And if you if you don't want any of that information, uh, please tune out now. We we will miss you, and we will see you next week. For those yes. who uh, want to stay. Uh, welcome to the zone of speculation. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it zone. I, well, it's it, was it realm or zone? I thought mm. it was. I thought it was zone. I like zone. I like zone. And I mm. think. I think we're keeping it. I think, I think we should. We're adopting zone, filling out the paperwork, and we are keeping it. Zone. It is. Yeah. Now I only saw up to the like it, the little um, the promo for next week yeah. cut off. Okay, I saw too. it. And I literally, I was, I was, I was watching it with my girlfriend, and I literally, I screamed, "This is gonna be the best episode ever! Let's rewatch that!" And I rewatched, I rewatched the promo twice. Um, it got me really excited. I can tell. Um, yeah. Here's the thing that I'm excited about with this episode. Uh, Russell T. Davies, when he ran the show, yeah, he was always really excellent at developing the characters and grounding our companions. Yeah. We got a lot of their home life. We got we understood a lot of how they perceived the world and how the effects of of being with the doctor, not only on themselves, but their relatives. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot more episodes on Earth in present day. Mm-hmm. Stephen Moffat, I think, does science fiction better yeah. than Russell T. Davies, but we often feel that a little bit lacking. We get... We get our character development on the companions in subtext and in, you know, big plot shifts like at the beginning of the season with the divorce plot line. Yeah. Uh, But next episode is grounded entirely on Earth in the present day during what is teased as the year-long invasion, wherein Amy and Rory have to decide. They discuss – there's a scene in the promo where they discuss, um, you know, we have two lives. We have our doctor life and we have our home life. Uh, but we don't have room for both. It's, it's, it's time to choose. Yeah. It's finally time to choose, which makes it all the more crushing when we have to say goodbye to them in the next episode, because they, I mean, either they choose to end their adventures with the doctor or they die. Right. Well, (laughs) but, but here's the thing. I'm pretty sure they're gonna die. Yeah. In the fifth episode, but what's going to make it more heartbreaking for me and for anybody who doesn't read ahead, whoever you are, um, (laughs) what's going to be more heartbreaking for me is I think they're going to say, you know, uh, I think we're done, doctor. We have to say goodbye. And he says, one more trip. Yeah. One more trip. And then he loses them and it's his fault. Holy but you know. imagine, like, how dark are they going to go with the Doctor? They've gone pretty dark Yeah, I mean, before. they've definitely gone super dark. But I just wonder if, 
I wonder what that's going to do. I wonder if that's really going to push him over yeah. the edge and if yeah. it's going to change Matt Smith's portrayal. Yeah. Though, like we said, he has gone much darker this season so far. Um, but, I think it's been a slow, a slow slide from the beginning of season six yeah. through now. Yeah, absolutely. And I have no doubt that he could handle going crazy, crazy dark. Oh, I'm sure. So it'll be interesting to see what this new yeah. companion does and if she can shake him out of it. I really hope that she can. One of my favorite moments in the show ever is from a Stephen Moffat episode from the first season, uh, The Doctor Dances. Yeah. Um, which oh. uh, on the, uh, on there's a there's a website, and I've mentioned it in both episodes, I need to really write down this URL before a show, uh, where they have an active ranking of every Doctor Who ever broadcast, and you can put in your own rankings and your own votes. Uh, Doctor Dances and, um, and uh, The Empty Child is yeah. currently number two under blank. Uh, in The Doctor Dances, he is able to get the nanogenes to work and he's like, come on. It's like, it's a miracle, Rose. Everybody lives. For once, everybody lives. Oh my God. And it's a beautiful moment. And you almost, you almost, he almost tears up because he's just been through a war where everybody that he's ever known died and all of the Daleks died and all the, and all the Time Lords were time locked and, and everybody lived for once and, and, why can't we just have that moment? You know, like, let us feel the heartbreak of, of them potentially dying, but let's have them live. Let's maybe, like, granted, we can't undo this because we want the, the Weeping Angels for many seasons to come. But yes, I'm like, what if, what if he could change them all so that they're all people Aww. and they're happy? Come they on. They don't make angry face anymore. No, they don't make angry face. <laughs> they don't steal the time. They don't break the necks. Nothing. <laughs> How about, why can't we all just get along, Weeping Angels? Dang. <laughs> Oh, there's the accent again. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to keep this on till the end of the show. I think, okay. I, think I will. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It will be really interesting to see what happens. I mean, I've I've gone through, uh, I've talked to people about it. I've heard some people say, well, that the divorce plot line because she couldn't have kids is going to come up again. Mm-hmm. And that it, they'll, the power of three. Yep. Or that yeah. saying that, oh, someone said to me the other day that they'll have Amy pregnant. Yeah. And then kill her off. Oh. I know. I know. I know. I would literally, I would quiver with rage. Wouldn't you? I would quiver with rage. That is, that is atrocious. Isn't it? Isn't it? But I'm not going to tell you who said it because it is kind of atrocious. Stephen Moffat, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't pull that trigger. <laughs> Look at his face. He'll challenge you to a duel. I'll, cha- I'll challenge you the same way I challenged Roth last week. <laughs> And according to the comments, guess who won? Uh, ding, ding. <laughs> and she's not here this week. I, I know. Hi, I Roth. miss her. Yeah. Hi, Roth. <laughs> I didn't mean that. You really killed her off, didn't you? No, I'm just competitive. Okay. I understand. Yeah. I understand. But yeah, I mean, if that's something that happened, that would, could you yeah. imagine? Because I just like for me, that specific and the reason this came up is because I was talking about that was such a sort of throwaway thing. Yeah, it really was. Like, yeah, and oh, we yeah, talked about that at length in the first episode of just like this is out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we have this to bring it back? I think would that's we have a lot of threads this season that need to come back. Otherwise, they're just they're They just exist. Yeah. OK, we have. From the first episode, we have the pregnancy plot line. We have Oswin. Yeah. We have uh, the Dalek uh, wristwatches or whatever they were mm-hmm. that prevented the nano cloud from changing them into Daleks that were taken off of Amy and the Doctor for extended periods of time. You yep. know, the Amy got Amy got hers back on, thankfully, but the Doctor didn't. Yeah. Throughout the rest of the time that he was there, so and we never tied that off. So we potentially. In episode five, or even later in the season, uh, with the doctor, uh, have him potentially turning into a Dalek. 
whatever that means, or at least he's mind blown, mind blown. <laughs> and I don't know how Stephen Moffat would dig his way out of that hole. I know that he can, yeah, because he's amazing. But we we want to see those tied off. Um, I don't know that there were many extraneous plot lines left out, up in the air from the last episode. I mean, we have Nefertiti with the space gun in 1902, but there's that. We can assume that we're not going back there. I have a feeling that was just yeah, to make us that's laugh. That's just and- fun and funny. Uh, we we have the lovely Mark Williams coming back. Yes, next oh. episode as uh, as Rory's dad. I'm Brian. so excited that he's back. Me too. He was so good. He was last he week. Was brilliant. And I'm really excited to see her again. Um, <laughs> I think that there's there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. We have two big episodes, and then our our break Christmas special break. And then we get six. No, we yeah, we get seven episodes yeah. in a row in the spring. Yeah, which I cannot wait. Oh my god, I'm so we mad. haven't had. We're not going to have any two parters this fall, which means there's definitely going to be at least one in the spring. Yeah, uh, maybe not an overly arced one, but uh, you know, Doctor Who was based on these multi part episodes, so we're going to get some of that. Uh, I want to talk about this this uh, this one year invasion on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, we saw sort of a laughing alien face. We have these little cubes with numbers on them counting down, which to me reminds me of uh, Torchwood Children of Earth with the four, five, six. Yep. Um, And that's honestly one of the reasons why I'm so excited because that was a piece of science fiction that was very grounded in humanity. And uh, Russell T. Davies loved those motifs. It was dark. Yeah, of just like, Taking one primal fear that we have, and Stephen Moffat does this in his monsters, mm-hmm. taking one primal fear that we have and then elevating it to a global scale. Yeah. So we're going to have an alien invasion of Earth that succeeds because it's a year long. Yeah. Um, and the effects of that on on the family and so on, which uh, – if you remember, turn left from season four yep. and we see what happens in the wake of the Titanic crashing and uh, just sort of all of Europe falling apart. Like that was like so brutal, but like really, really rich. Yeah. It was very much about the power of the human spirit. And I think we're going to get a lot of that and a lot of character development next week, which is why I'm beyond excited. Like as much as I love Stephen Moffat's great writer's voice when it comes to science fiction, we need a good Amy Rory catch up episode. Ugh. Let's let's get into their heads one last time before we say goodbye. I can't believe it's two more episodes. I know it's so hard to say goodbye. It is. It so is. Speaking of which, yeah, we have to wrap up. No, <laughs> that was really excellent. It's sort yeah. of like you planned that. Yeah, but did you plan that? No, I no? didn't plan it. Woo! I didn't know you were going to do that. This is improv. This I'm, is live. I'm on. I'm, I'm on. Yeah, you're on point. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, definitely leave us tons of comments. We really want to know what you think. Please do. Um, and if you have any ideas, especially theories about what's going to happen next. Yes. Um, if you do that, make sure you say, or if you're going to put any spoilers in, just make sure you say it mm-hmm. because obviously there are yeah, people who we don't, don't want to hear we it. We don't want to spoil it for other people. Let everybody enjoy the show themselves at their own pace. Yeah. But but do leave us your theories about how they're going to go. In fact, I just got one more tweet. Um, um, let's see, from Jay Emerson Bell, uh, boy underscore Marvel on Twitter. 
Vader saying he wants the pawns to become angels or some sort of alien species, anything but die. Yeah. Well, hey, if they become angels, how awesome would it be if the doctor encounters those same angels later oh. in the series and has to deal with them? That, Ooh. that would be awesome. What if they turn into angels in the first 10 minutes oh, of, God. Of, of Angels Take Manhattan? Ah. I, I don't know if I could take it. No, my, my heart is just not strong enough yeah. for that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, also, make sure you rate us nicely, please. Please and do. And you can follow AfterBuzz TV on Twitter at, at AfterBuzzTV. You can follow me at, at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. Yes, and I am at Matt Lieberman, L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks, guys. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 